today to really hone in on fathers in general. I would invite you to, uh, in your Bibles, to the Proverbs, Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17, verse 6. Just one verse because I, I do plan on uh, staying in a, in a certain context of time for this message. It reads, children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of children is their father. Children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of children is their father. So I want to talk to you today for a little bit about the blessing of the father, the blessing that the father can be. I want to speak to fathers today and speak to all today to understand the blessing that God has intended for fathers. As I said last week, we talked about Father Abraham and how uh, he is a blessing to us in faith from spiritual and both material. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. And so we talked about and we're going to further that uh, in, in the weeks to come. But we talked about how we are blessed because of Father Abraham, that he gave us the example, the pattern of being a man of great faith and showed us what it looked like to believe God and then to, to receive from God because we believe him. And so thus going back to this passage, it says children's children are the crown of old men. He says that, that, that having grandchildren, great grandchildren is a blessing for a man to be able to speak to. And that goes back to what he said about children are a blessing from the Lord and blessed is the man whose quiver is full. And so he says children's children, the grandchildren, have you noticed how grandparents are so much more engaged and excited and, and so patient with grandchildren? We have the privilege of having my parents living with us and, and my children uh, experience this on a daily basis. And when we first, uh, they, when they first moved in with us uh, about four years ago, four and a half years ago, uh, we had to have that talk with them that, listen, it's different now. You can't be the kind of grandparent that, that, that you hear of those who send them home because you're not sending them home. You're sending them out of your room. So you can't do for them. You got to treat them kind of like we treat them as parents. You're seeing them every day. But you know how grandparents are, you, they go over there, they just have it all, they run, they eat all the candy, they eat everything, they do it and do it and do it, and then when they finally come home, they say, now, I'm a, now you need to come get them. You said you're gonna be here at four. It's already 4.03, I thought you were already be here. Because they've ruined them, they, they, they've stirred them all up, got them all going, they said, now you go home and deal with it, figure it out. But it says that children, children are a crown to a man. And that man looks at this and says, I'm blessed to have these children. And here's what he says at the end. And this is what, what brings us to uh, our lesson for today. And it says, but the, and the glory of children is their father. 
So it speaks to the benefit and the importance of fatherhood and having that father there and us being as men being engaged, but also us as mothers understanding how important or significant it can be for that father to be there. Look here. Look what this word glory means. I looked this up and, and look what it says. It says to boast. My daddy can beat your daddy. My daddy's bigger than your daddy. To boast. Uh, to be proud of, to exalt with joy or to have pride in. But here's something that really speaks to us today. It says great honor that is uh, an admiration that is won by doing something important or valuable. The lack of um, for, for, for us as fathers to not realize how valuable and important and significant our role is and should be we must always be mindful of how important that is. Because it says the glory of children, the, what, what, what gives them this sense of, of, of honor is that when, we, when they can look to fathers and say, Our, my father's there. My father's there. And the blessing too is that you say, well, my, 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 my father was never there or you know, I didn't have my father or my children's father, he's, not, he's missing. But here's the thing, there is a father figure that God will allow in their lives to be a blessing to them. Because here's what the Bible says. It says, if father and mother forsake you, the Lord will take you up. The Lord takes care. He says, okay, I'm going to step in and, and, and do for you what would have been done had daddy been there. And, and I love it because Deacon Moore, when he was praying at altar call, he says, he says he, when he started to pray, he says, God, happy Father's Day to you. Because some of us, the only father we've ever had has been God. But thank God for him being that father in our lives. Amen. But understanding that the, the glory of the children is the father. That is that admiration, that honor, that they're doing something that is valuable or important. So here's the thing. Here's what fathers do. I'm going to make these five points and then I'll be done. Fathers lead. Fathers teach. Fathers correct, fathers nurture, and fathers bless their children. Fathers lead, fathers teach, fathers correct, fathers nurture, and fathers bless their children. Turn to Proverbs 20, verse 7. We're in 17. Let's go over to, over to chapter 20. Proverbs 20, verse 7. And this makes our point of father's leading. Look what it says. It says the righteous man walks in his integrity. And his children are blessed after him. Follow, follow. If they're coming behind, they're blessed after. That means I'm leading in blessing and they are blessed as well. Fathers walk in integrity. So men, fathers, we have to make sure that we are allowing our children, seeing us doing the right things and saying the right things. You don't teach them to lie by telling them to say something that you know and they know is not true, but they have to say it because you're daddy. Don't bring them into your scheme. Don't bring them into your trouble. Don't bring them into your mess because you are to lead them. And it says the righteous man walks in integrity. Helping to build in them a sense 
of being because they see truth. Don't make promises that you won't keep. My children come to me all the time. Daddy, you said, when they say that, I said, you know what, you're right, I did, and let's get going. Because sometimes they just say, well, Daddy, can we get some ice cream? I said, well, yeah. They come back, well, you, when are we going to get the ice cream? I said, well, I didn't say when, I just said yes. Well, we wanted something today. I said, honey, here, let's, let's do this. Um, it's not going to work out today because Daddy just he got too many things going on. But tomorrow, I promise, we get an ice cream. And that gives them a sense of peace that they go away. They, they don't have to talk about it anymore. They're gone. They come back and say, Daddy, are we getting ready to get ice cream? Yes, we are. Get, let's get in the car. So, so the righteous man walks in integrity, and he leads, he shows, he wants to demonstrate what they are. And even Paul adds to that. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, he says, emulate or imitate or follow me as I follow Christ. Because here's the thing. The Bible says for children to obey their parents, but here's what it said. Obey your parents what? In the Lord. For this is right. Because it's a shame when you go to the grocery store and you, or you find on the news a mother smuggling uh, clothing on her child. Parents training children how to steal. One of our babies, one of our, 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 our dear uh, members here, to, here has taken on some children, some foster children, and, and the baby is only three, and she knew to go in a purse, take the money out. Went in there and got it. Now, she didn't know what to do at that point, but she just had it. She's like, here. So we have to understand, we, we walk into integrity, we want to demonstrate, because no, no, always keep in mind we are building or developing young human beings. And you want to build those who are able to function and to be functional in society. So fathers lead. The next thing that fathers do, fathers teach. Turn to, turn, turn to chapter 22 of Proverbs. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from him, from it. Uh, one thing that, 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 that needs to be mindful for fathers, fathers to understand that we, we're supposed to be training. Don't, don't put things off on your mother or put things off on the, on the, on the children's father, uh, mother to deal with it. We are supposed to talk to them. We are supposed to train. We're supposed to instruct. We're supposed to say, hey, listen, son, that's not okay. We're supposed to help our daughters to know what it looks like to be a young woman. You know what a young woman should be. And you also know what young boys are looking for. So why are we as men sitting around like bumps on the log and don't even understand that, that it does matter what goes on our little girl? It does matter. Because you know somebody who knows somebody if, you don't, if you're not that somebody who's been looked as something they had no business looking at. And it is evident to us that, that people are fantasizing about little children. 
And let me bring you in for something, because many times when you find a molester and abuser, they, they, are, they have another addiction, they have addiction to pornography. Let me walk you through this and help you understand what's happening and why child molestation is on the rise. Here's what happens. When they look at the video, they watch the video, they see the video, uh, they don't see any bumps. They don't see any cottage cheese. They don't see any stretches. You know where I'm at. You are, come on with me. You're with me. They don't see any stretches because the actors have been painted up. So when they look at the movies and they are fantasizing about the movies, everything is smooth without blemish. And what on earth is smooth without blemish? Little babies. Little children. They've addicted to, 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 to watching. And then they, they start shifting their eyes to what's unblemished. Because understand, pornography is a fantasy. Fantasize, uh, 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 our, 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 our spokesman for Subway, Joe, uh, um, Jared Vogel, he said, well, it's not a crime to fantasize about it. Well, you didn't just fantasize. Because here's what I've come to understand. If I look at something long enough, I got to touch it. That's why I don't go and set a cake in front of me when I'm on my diet. You don't, you don't buy cake and just... And you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't wrestle with cake. I've given up soda. I don't buy any. Because if it's in there, Brother Sylvester, when I go and open up the refrigerator and I'm thirsty, I see myself. I see it. That initial acid burn. You need. Mm. Because if I keep looking, I'm going to. Be careful, men. Your wife doesn't understand it. The, 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 the ladies don't understand because ladies dress for other ladies. That's why they don't understand when we talk about not dressing our little girls so that men don't look at them. Because women dress for other women. Let me show you they do. Oh, no, I don't dress myself. No, you dress for other women. Because if you walked in here today and somebody had your dress on that you got on, you'd have been back at home. And if you were dressed for you, you'd have stayed because that's what you chose to wear, right? You chose to put that on when you got up and came out. But if you come out and somebody got it on, ooh, she got my dress on. First of all, you knew that you didn't buy the only one. You know that in a custom dress on the $5 rack, it, ain't, they, it can't be. It's $5 because they made a million of them. And then it surprised you to walk in and you, that's the only... You know that wasn't custom. You didn't, didn't nobody sold that for you. You bought that on the rack. Had to look through the rest of them for your size. So we, we're, we're called as men to train and we help our young ladies to know how our daughters to know. We'll help them to know what it looks like to date. You take them on a date. You help them. I was, we were sitting in the restaurant and the gentleman was sitting there with his daughter right across from me. She looked at me about nine and I just stopped. I said, sir, that's your daughter. And he says, yes. I said, bless your heart for helping her to know that, that somebody is supposed to treat her well. 
Because I will tell you this today, some, we, we lack in training when, we, when we're not teaching our young girls that their whole existence is not their body. And they only have to open their knees for their husband. And let me say this, what's between your knees will not keep a man. And let me help you with this one. If you got him through advertisement, if somebody else advertising and he's still shopping, okay, here's how this works. This evening, the basketball game is going to be on for the seven, game seven, and they're going to do something the whole night. They're going to advertise because they want you to come and shop and hopefully buy. So what happens, and, and this, is, this is this brother, so you can help to talk to your daughters and train them and help them to understand who they are. Uh, here's what happens for our daughters oftentimes. They get somebody by advertising. They show it all to get them. So then he came for just that. He didn't come for her. He came for that. And once he gets that, he's gone. But she wanted him to stay. She wanted a relationship. He just wanted a night. Once the night happens, he's on his way, and she didn't get what she thought. Daughters, look at this. Stop, and sons, stop letting people practice on you. They practice on you and then go marry the person they really want. You stop letting them practice on you. You figure out how to kiss, how to rub, how to pull, how to do it all. And then after he done practicing, because he didn't come to stay. You go test drive a car, you just test drive it. Okay. Uh, we rented a car. And my girls, they said, Daddy, we bought a new car. I said, we just renting. Because at the end of the week, we're going to take it back. Don't let somebody rent you out. Because here's the thing. Yeah, when you rent a car, they have you sign documents, but that's just to get the payment. That ain't for the car. Don't let nobody drive until they get the license. Make sure they got the paperwork to the vehicle. Because see, when you got the paperwork, you go all around. You all in the trunk. You in the front. You all around. It's because it's... Don't, don't let them... Until they got the paperwork. Amen? So fathers, we're called to teach them. That's what we're supposed to... That's what we bring to our daughters. We bring... They have the emotions. We're supposed to help them to understand how to think through their emotions. Train up a child in the way they should go, and then when they're old, they will. Father's correct. Uh, one of the things that, that has become very, very prevalent today is wanting to be the cool dad. Be the cool dad. I, I want to be the cool one. What's up, man? <laughs> he know you ain't that cool, man. Just cause you put on the same shorts and the same shoes he put on don't mean y'all the same. You 60, he's 20. It just ain't working. 
Facebook's numbers are going down. You know why? Because you're on there. It was cool when all of the teens had it and the 20s and the 30s had it. When Big Mama get one, oh, man, I got to get off Facebook. I done, you know. <laughs> Big Mama on there like this. Like, oh. Let me get my Facebook. I, I ain't been on Facebook in six months. Because I got, a, I got a friend request from Big Mama and that was it. Uncle Smooth on there? Uh-uh, yeah. He, he want to be up. He on there with teeth missing. And then when they say his description, still got it. No, it's gone. It went, it went with the 60s. So we have to understand that we are to correct. You can't, you can't friend your child. They can make friends. They have you. So you want to give them instruction. Teach them. Sit down with your boys. Sit down with your girl. Teach them how uh, and talk with them. Stop being so frustrated. Turn off the Xbox. Turn off the, 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 the stop, stop spending hundreds and thousands of dollars a year buying all the new games. You don't need that many games. Spend time with them. Oh, boy, you see I'm almost getting ready to win. Shut up. We're called to correct them. You can't correct if you're not attentive. It amazes me when, when we hear about these, these teenage shootings and, and, and two young men, teenage boys, can walk into a high school and shoot up the place. First and foremost, where do they get the money from? And how do they have that much money to buy guns and you don't know as a parent? Oh, because he, he wouldn't let me in his room. He didn't, he, well, he, he did what? <laughs> Let's roll the, roll the script back. He didn't do what? He, he, would, he wanted his privacy. He wouldn't let me in his room. He wouldn't let you in the room? Oh, he had a special room outside of your house. Because if his room is under the same roof as your room, Oh, man, I'm coming in. Matter of fact, ain't no door closing in anywhere. I want you to leave the door cracked when you go in the bathroom then, if you're going to act like that. So we're called to correct. Here's what the Bible says. It says, listen, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects just as a father, the son whom he delights in. See, we've been convinced that if you delight and you're so lo in love with your children, you ain't supposed to correct them. The Bible says the man who delights in the son corrects his son. You say, man, no, you got to, oh, that ain't it. Th that's not it. You can't, you, it's not acceptable. Children have to be shown. You can't allow children at seven and eight decide their life's decisions. 14-year-olds telling you what they're going to do. Oh, man. Are you telling me that you've decided that, that all you want to live is 14 years? You've made that decision that, that, that 14 years is enough. You've seen enough in the world at 14 years because now you're telling me. So you've decided that 14 was enough, okay. No, no, it ain't. No, no, it ain't. Forgive me because that's not good grammar, but it's the way I'm telling it, amen? 
the, ne the next thing, because this is something that lacks oftentimes too, and we have to be very intentional about this, fathers, we have to nurture children. You got to hug your boys, you got to hug your girls. If you help them to understand, I'm going to tell you this, this, helps, this will help on both sides. If you help your boys to understand what real masculine affection is, then they won't confuse it with homosexuality. See, when you help your boys to know what a real hug looked like from a man, he'll know when somebody giving him the wrong one. Okay, let me help you out. Diggy Moore, come on, let, let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. See, you teach, you show him. He says, son, I love you. Give him a big hug. So he understand what a hug is. Because see, then he'll know the difference. If somebody's hug and the hand go up to the neck, you see, you, you, you got to turn this way. They got to see you. <laughs> so, so then he know, he know the difference when the hug is like this. <laughs> Something just went awry. Because I've had some hugs in the past. Okay, come on back, Deacon. I ain't done. Then he know the difference. Come on, you got, they got to see you. You know, because all, all it takes is this, right? But if it is... <laughs> I'm sorry, but what, what's happening right now? It won't work. Watch this. Um, I need a daughter this time. You're visiting with us. You, you won't be too embarrassed, will you? You are? Come on, Bobby. <laughs> so you show your daughters what real affection is so that she knows that a hug can just be a hug, that just a, 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 some affection is not moving towards clothes on the floor, laying down, don't have to be none of that because it could just be this. So then she understands when it goes past the 32nd. That was good. Thank you, sweetheart. I can't go further with that as a year lady. I, I, but you get the drift, right? So we have to be present because we have to show nurturing and show them what real love and affection is. So, so stop being so hard on them boys. Oh, get on up. Get on up. What you crying to crying? Are you cry, baby? Everybody cry. Let somebody get your pinky toe. You're going to cry. You're going to try to hold it. They coming. And you didn't turn them on. They coming by themselves. So why would you teach him that men don't cry? That's why so many young men right now, the only way they deal with anything is through aggression. Because sometimes a man needs to just, just step back, take his frustration somewhere, and go cry about it. 
Let me show you. You know this. If you're young, you may not remember this. Remember the bo movie Boys in the Hood? Remember that? Remember Cuba Gooding? His father was trying to tell him, and he, he, was, he was building up this anger. But do you remember what he did? He went in the room, cried it out, and punched it out with the air. And it allowed him to keep his mind about him. When he felt like killing, he felt like he didn't care if he went to jail, it didn't make no difference. He went in there and he was just... Sometimes a man just need to get it by himself. Watch this now. We who are believers, we don't just go punch the air. We go cry like this. Because it's when I know that I'm limited, I know he has no limits. And if he's on my team, because David said, I cried out to the Lord. And let me set you something. Let me have, uh, David was a man's man. He was a little guy, but he was a man's man. David, a lion came and took his father's sheep. Now, it was only one of them. He had more than this one. But David said, none of my father's sheep are going to be eaten today by you, lion. But here's what he did. It wasn't enough for him to go try to get a stick and try to get the, the sheep out. David went and grabbed him by the beard and pulled it out of his mouth. That's a man's man. But read all the Psalms of David. You say, David said, I cried out to the Lord. I cried out to the Lord. So if David was a crybaby, then let me be one because he was a bad boy. No, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't fall, you don't no, 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 go too far. Say, hey, that, you've been crying for two hours now, that's enough. I'm just kidding. It should never get that long. Little George come, he's like, oh, oh. I said, George, that was this morning. You can't, you can't, you, I, 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 you cried, I hugged you, put a Band-Aid on it, held you in my lap. That's over. You got to be done with that like I'm done with it. So we have to understand the blessing that we also we nurture. Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath, let they be, lest they be discouraged. Notice that it says, lest they be discouraged. So that means the opposite, we're supposed to be encouraging them. Speak well of your children. I tell my daughters, I speak of them, I say, you are a beautiful, intelligent, strong, poised, and, and confident young woman. I speak it to them now. And I say, daddy wants to see you do something big. You don't have to give up. You can. You can do it. I believe you can. You think I can, Daddy? Yes. You got to train your mouth to say more positive things rather than all that other stuff. We say all kind of garbage. And, and, and as you all know, garbage in, garbage out. Speak life. I, there was a, a sister said she called her grandson bad bud. Bad bud? Well, what do you expect him to be? Come here, bad butt. He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> you just told him don't come. Come here, bad butt. Bad butt, don't be bad. Don't come to me. No, 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 that's not a, I, I said, honey, don't say that. Say, say sweet, 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 sweet son or sweet blessing or something. Don't, don't say that. Whatever you want to say, say, say my sweet poo-poo or something. But don't say bad butt. That, that's just, just don't do that. 
Because he says, don't provoke them to anger, to wrath, that they become discouraged. See, sometimes we antagonize them because we are the adult. Let me tell you something. If you get it wrong, apologize. <gasps> to my son? To my child? Yes. George, he's only three, and he's probably had a thousand apologies for me. One day I got him, I spanked him. I thought he was, he was, I thought he was just trying to, he, he was, I thought he was just trying to be a baby, you know. He, 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 I went in there and his, his, he had something in his, his underwear. I said, boy, you, you've been on pampers for over a year and a half now. You, you know you got to go sit down when you let this out. Then later, after he had a couple more accidents, we found out he, he, he was, wasn't feeling well and he had diarrhea. So I went back to him. I said, George, you know, earlier daddy spanked you. And I, and I tried, I asked him at least six times, is something wrong, you know? And he said, no, everything was fine. But I went back and said, I'm son, son, I'm sorry that I spanked you earlier because I didn't know you were sick. And I'm sorry. Thank you, Brother Jerry. That's a man. Man, go back and say, look, I, I missed it. Don't say, I'm your, whatever I say, go. No, if you lied, say, you know what? I, I didn't, that wasn't right. I didn't say it right. Ty said, Daddy, you lied. I said, oh, hold on, no. Let, let's, 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 let's make sure we all are on the same page. What are you talking about? Because, <laughs> see, you know, my folks, they didn't, they didn't even let you even joke, you know. <laughs> my brother Jackie, he was just playing. They said, Mama, you crazy. <laughs> you crazy. She said, what'd you say, boy? But he, you crazy. <laughs> he crazy. He said, Mom, what'd you say, boy? What? The whole time she looking for a switch. She, he didn't know. He said, oh, you crazy. <laughs> oh, you crazy. <laughs> said, no, no, I ain't, ain't. Don't ever call me crazy. <laughs> so she says, she says, said, Daddy, you lied. I said, hold on, honey. What, what, what are we talking about? She said, well, you told us that you were going to uh, do this. And I said, well, I said, no, I didn't lie. I said, it, 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 I, I just forgot. I have every intention on doing it, and I will do it, and I'm going to do it, but I didn't lie. But one time I did tell him I was going to do something, and I didn't do it. I said, you know what? I know I told you guys we're going to do that, and I'm sorry, but we're just not going to do that. And I shouldn't have told you we're going to do it before I really considered it. But I now, now that I've considered it, it's not going to happen. See, this is what you do to help encourage them. You, you bullying them and telling them, you just do what I say and, and unless I'm going to you know, spank you or, or, or whatever you say. That's, that's discouraging. You want them to be encouraged. Don't, don't, if you do that, then you'll feel okay with spanking them when it's, when it's necessary. Sometimes we feel guilty because we've been so bad in other ways that we feel guilty about spanking them. If you know you've given them instruction and you're showing, you're showing them integrity, say, listen, the Bible says that I must correct you. Amen? Don't get quiet now, because I'm almost done. All right, the last thing, the last one I want to cover is that fathers bless their children. I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 28. You know what, don't do that just to save time. I'm already past the time I wanted to take today. But look, look here, here, uh, Genesis chapter 28, verse 1. It says, then Isaac called Jacob and he blessed him. One of the things I, want, I, I would hope that you as fathers would do, and even as mothers, that you pr speak blessing over your children. Speak blessing over your children. 
because when you go down to verse number three and verse number four, look what Jacob said. He was, look what the, the blessing he prayed over. He says, he says, may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of people. And he says, and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your children with you that you may inherit the land of which, which, which you were strangers, which your God gave to Abraham. He says, listen, I'm praying all these blessings on your children. We, we, should, we should pray blessings over them. I told you this, Lady Atoyan and I are already praying for Jeremiah, George, Tylan, and Ty's spouses already. We've already started praying for him. We don't know who they are. So God, wherever this young man is and you're raising him up, keep him. Blessing. Wherever this young lady, these young ladies are going to be, they're going to be good wives to our boys, bless them. Keep them. Preserve them. Give them wisdom beyond their years. That's praying blessing. We're praying, we, you, you won't be, we already have little, uh, uh, we have little savings accounts that, that they have when they, that we, that when they collect money in their piggy bank, then we take it to the bank. The bank will let you have a, 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 an account with no balance requirement. So we, put, we take their money and we sit down at the table with them and let them divide out. I let them put them in, their, in the coin wrappers and then we take it to the bank. They go with me and we deposit it because I don't want them to be in poverty for this very reason. Look what this says. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children and his children's children. But the wealth of the sinner is sort of righteous. Let me, let me help you with this. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children. You say, well, Pastor, I don't make that much to really try to leave anything to my children. Well, first and foremost, don't leave them a lot of, a lot of trouble and debt. Don't do that. But here's the thing. You don't have to make a lot. Just say, God, I want to be a blessing to my children. I want to leave them something that is, that is tangible, that is worthwhile, something that I, that I want to give them a legacy of truth and integrity, but I also want to pass on to them something. Look what the last part of it says. Notice the context. He says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. I believe the two are tied together. If you have a desire to leave an inheritance to your children, Trust that God will bless you to do it because he says, I've already stored up something that I can give you that you can give to your children. It's all in the same verse. See, I want to, make, I want to leave my children in, in, a, in a great state. I want them to be well off. I do. I remember having this experience. You can close your Bibles, I'm done. A young man in college as he, and I didn't know him personally, but his, his parents, after graduation, they had, they had saved up $30,000 for him to start his life when he graduated. Now, somewhere in his senior year, they had a, a fallout, and he refused to take it. He was mad at them, so he wasn't going to take their $30,000. I almost changed my name and went... Y'all need another son? <laughs> I'll take it. But leaving something for them, a legacy of righteousness, a legacy of truth, a legacy of integrity, leave that to them. That they can speak of how you showed them the way. They can speak of how you instructed them, how you gave them something. 
Because when it's all said and done, we're more apt to, to pass on bad things to them. Our bad habits, our bad things that we train them in and not leave them something that's going to benefit them. Amen? You don't know how much damage it does to a child when you teach them to lie because you have them lying. Tell them I ain't here. Why they need to tell them? You tell them. Uh, <clears throat> she ain't here. Do it yourself. Don't, lie. don't bring them into it. Don't lie first and foremost at all, but please don't, don't bring the babies into it. Amen? Not answering the door. You know, you know they was coming. They told you. The, 39, the, the, the third or the, through, through the ninth, they might be stopping in. And all that week, you didn't answer the door. Y'all go answer that door. Your mama home? No. She said to tell you she ain't in here. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you. You know how we Let us pray. Father, we thank you today for your word and for your people. We thank you, God, for fathers grandfathers we thank you for the blessing that they are that they've been and father even for you being our heavenly father who intervenes in our natural lives god thank you as we celebrate today father help us help us to be all that we can be for you and for our children our families father sometimes the, the situations in our lives are complicated where we don't have uh, uh, utmost opportunity but father when we do have opportunity with our children would you give us the wisdom to know how to maximize that time, would you help us to know what it means to utilize the time that we have? And Father, bless us to rise up. And God, we pray this extra measure of grace for those who have, have had generations of, of absentee fathers. God, I pray that you would give them insight into the blessing that you have already established through the institution of fatherhood. And then I pray that you'd raise up, Lord, father figures, uncles, neighbors, pastors, ministers, deacons that can be father figures. God, we thank you because we know all things are sufficient in you and there is no lack in you. And father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.